Welcome to Sacrifice to Success Podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of The Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have with me Matt Rettenberg. Welcome, Matt. Hey, David. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here. So I hear you're staying in a pretty nice place at the moment. I, yeah, we are currently on a, uh, a, I guess, partial year retreat here in, uh, in Hawaii on Oahu. Love it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Working, working virtually. So right now it's, uh, I'm six hours behind East Coast at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Did so, you have to get up like way earlier than you're used to to, to like get oh, all your oh, yeah. appointments and stuff? I, yeah. I wake up at, I start, I start at three. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm done. I'm usually done around noon. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, we we I, I work all over the country, so it's kind of spread out yeah. a little bit more than just East Coast time. But I start at three a.m. Yeah, which is nice. fine. I'm still. I didn't have to get reacclimated to the time zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit uh, more about yourself and your company and what you're up to in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a I I call myself like a financial entrepreneur. So um, I have a couple companies. One is an online life insurance company, um, and that's kind of a side pet project that I have going on. Um, but my my main company is is called Life Inc. Retirement Services. We're a foreign K. We customize foreign K plans for businesses from startup plans all the way up to revenue of multi million dollar plans, and we can build and customize plans based on what they're trying to do. Whether it's to recruit and retain employees or is it to uh, stockpile as much money as you can uh, for retirement. That's, that's kind of our, our thing. And we can invest in almost anything out there. Um, and, and yeah, I, I ha- I've had a, a journey here of, of in the finance industry. I've been in the industry for, oh, geez, I don't know, 18 years now, which kind of makes me feel a lot older than I feel. But <laughs> <laughs> It happened so quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So, uh, what what got you started here? Like, were you um, in high school, college, thinking about I'm going to be an entrepreneur always, or was it something that came along later along uh, yeah. later down the road? So, my, I'm a third generation financial um, uh, expert or entrepreneur, or whatever you want, whatever, however you want to call it. But okay. So, I was raised into the business. I went to conferences and stuff when I was a kid and. Um, got my finance degree at Kent State University up in uh, Ohio, uh, graduated, went straight in the business, didn't take any time off. Um, but then I started building. I worked with my dad uh, for a few years. He passed away. Unfortunately, we were about to start our own business. And, and we ended up, um, I ended up going kind of a traditional route. And, and, and then since then, I've sold that business and, and kind of went more of a virtual virtual style uh, so I could travel and have more, more time with the family and, and so on and so forth. So definitely was raised into the industry um, and have kind of molded it a little bit more and personalized it more towards what I'm looking for. Nice. Okay. So uh, then what made you take the leap from kind of the traditional model to like, I'm going to do this on, yeah. on my own? Was it just seeking freedom or was there more 
to that? Um, so yes. So I was in Southwest Florida at the t- at the time. Um, I I was going from one corner of the industry to the next. Meaning I was I worked for a bank, worked for an insurance company, then I started my own firm. And my wife and I we had the tra- you know we really wanted to travel and and down in Southwest Florida I'm working with a lot of retirees and I tried to go virtual a little bit. Uh, it didn't kind of <laughs> kick in a little bit. <laughs> But there was one, I mean, it had been at least, I'd say eight years ago, I, I, there's just this eye-opening point where I realized I was, um, I have two daughters, one's 10, one's seven now. Okay. Um, so maybe, I guess it was seven years ago when she was just born. I saw her for seven hours an entire week. Uh, so including, that was a weekend mainly because she was, she slept a lot. She was, she slept when I left and was sleeping by the time I got back because um, I was working so many hours in the office. And, and at that point we started kind of trying to, maneuver my business towards a more virtual um standpoint and our 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 main goal was you know time location and financial independence mm-hmm. and those were the three pieces and and being stuck in location dependent in southwest florida to where i i was uh not able to leave for an ex- and this is obviously 7 8 years ago so this was you know pre zoom <laughs> basically you know virtual yeah phone calls and things like that weren't, weren't a thing, but, um, it's really I, about three years ago is when I actually sold the company. So it took a long time to actually try to get to that point. We had our ups and downs and veered off the path here and there, but we had this goal and, and I mean, living in Hawaii for an extended period of time was one of those goals. And, you know, it's ironic the, I think right before you left, um, we were very, diligent and creating goals and writing them down and, and mm-hmm. talking them through to the specifics. I mean, to the budgeting, to everything, and then we'll forget about it. And then uh, it was, it was funny. Uh, two days before we left for Hawaii, um, we found a, that piece of paper and it, it was the day we were leaving was the day we wanted to leave. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was, there's another piece to it that was, even blew my mind even more. But um, I mean, the budget was down to the point, um, the time we left, uh, where we wanted to go. And we literally forgot about those goals because we, we veered off the path so many times. And it was, it was comical. So we kept it. We kept that piece of paper. And it was... That, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, well, if, if you buy into what everybody says about setting goals... And like getting Absolutely. down to the minutia of writing all that out in detail. And like, you kind of manifested that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you kinda, something you're, happened you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something happened there. Yeah, yeah. It was ingrained in our brain for, for all those years. And, and then we finally got to, it and it's just like mind blowing when you found that piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's so cool. And now, and now you're living that out right now. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Side note, my daughters are one year behind six and nine. Oh, really? <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Same. Diff- yeah. 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 How's the age gap there? <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's perfect. I think They're it's perfect like, too. They, yeah. The older one gets a little uh, irritated sometimes, but they're, they're best friends. That's, that's all they do. They hang out all the time. So it's good. Yeah. Same with mine. I know we, when we were first, you know, thinking about having kids, we talked about just having one and now I'm like, there's no way. I'm so glad we had two. <laughs> That's funny. That, we had the same same conversation, but we wanted we wanted them to have someone to talk about their parents behind our backs. So that's what we, <laughs> that's what we did. 
uh, complain about mom and dad. So we, we went with two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, okay. So let's talk about um, in this journey of being an entrepreneur, what, what are some challenges that you've faced and walked through the other side? And then, and then what did you take away from that? Yeah. So like I was kind of saying, the, the first challenge was um, going virtual and finding a way to do it. And and I, I tried so many things. I, I had my own podcast for a little bit. Um, we, my brother and I started our own blog and, and we were trying to go with like the blog and financial education route and that didn't work out. And, and it, it was, it was trying to figure out like, what, what am I good at? What do I like doing? And it's, you know, kind of what your superpower is. And, and I love doing this. I love having conversations. I love talking, I love connecting with people. Um, so I, it took me a little bit of time to figure out what plan 2.0 was for us. Um, and where we were going to do it and, and how we were going to do it and where we were going to go. And it took some time, but, and, and there's one point where, you know, we wanted to travel and RV, which we did last year for a little while. And, and we actually ended up buying a house, which completely derailed everything we were trying to do mm-hmm. in this, you know, quaint, you know, HOA <laughs> type situation in Florida. <laughs> and it was a great place, but then we were like, geez, man, this is just, sucking away our budget to where we'd want to travel. So we ended up selling that uh, two years ago. And and then we bought an RV and we RV'd for a big chunk of last year. Um, we tried to come to uh, Hawaii a few times, but then, you know, COVID came in the way and the travel restrictions. So then finally, after a few years, I did it. But that, the biggest, it, it was really just trying to stay focused and don't let um, all these outside influences, you know, easy easy way out type situations like, Oh, this house is great. Great school. Let's go there. Instead mm-hmm. of that, let's do it. And, and, and then we, we realized that within two years we sold that house and we're like, okay, let's go, let's keep moving. So um, just trying to keep in all the outside influences out and um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and don't buy unnecessary things and that sort of thing. So we, we had our hiccups, but um, then we finally got to the point where when I sold, I, I merged part of my business to the company I'm with now. Um, and I started the other company too, uh, uh, organically and, and bootstrapping the, the life insurance site. And so it, it was just more of, you know, making a mistake and correcting it quickly and realizing that you're making that mistake. Mm. And, and now I'm in a situation where I, I couldn't be happier. Nice. Love it. And, and you're talking about even just outside of just the entrepreneur part, like the, the life vision that you and your yeah. wife had for your future and what you saw hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it all goes hand in hand too, in my opinion, where it, having a good balance and trying to figure out what is going to, how, how do you mold both sides of that balance to make sure that you're working together and it creates this perfect situation and harmony that you're looking for. Yeah. So it, it's so it's, there, there's so many ways to make uh, money these days online with and, and with the internet and and just there's so many ways you know pick a topic and there's six different ways to make money doing it that way so mm-hmm. it was trying to figure out which path what that was yeah cool and um, maybe kind of fortuitous for you with covid in the regards that all of a sudden zoom became like very very normal Absolutely. Did, you, did that help? Like, okay, this is what I've been yeah. working on you guys for like five years. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It, you yeah. know, 
the foreign K industry is, is very, it's traditional, you know, yeah. um, it's face to face and doing enrollment meetings and, um, which we were doing quite a bit and we ended up doing a lot of virtual enrollment meetings and cause we, we are very hands-on, um, we educate the employees and we, we like to have face-to-face meetings. And then we, we merged to virtual to, through zoom and everybody would prefer it. They preferred it because we can record it mm-hmm. and anyone who needs to go back and look at it and we can, and we can do more of it and we can do more education meetings. So it ended up being, um, uh, much more, uh, it must've been, it was a much easier business model post COVID because of that. And, and it became more of a normal and accepted that way. And, um, even on the personal side of it, you know, we, we started homeschooling our kids and, um, doing it that way too. So it really, that's when we left, that's when we mm-hmm. left Florida and that's when we, um, sold the house. And that's when we decided to make that, that jump. Nice. I, lo- I just love, so, I mean, every part of your story is like, so similar to like a toxin our everything that we have going on. It's really that's cool. great. That's great. Yeah. Um, we got, we got lucky though. We decided to homeschool before COVID. So it was just like, <laughs> no change. Who cares? Just- well, we did. We actually homeschooled before COVID. Okay. And then, and then when we moved to this perfect town, uh, we <laughs> ended up with high HOAs. We ended up putting, you know, the school was great. That was part of it. We, we loved the school and it was, it was kind of, um, I want to say perfect timing, but it worked out the timing worked out the way we had always wanted it. And it really did kind of kick us in the rear end to get us moving on. It, it, it woke us back up. It woke us nice. back up. It re- made us realize, wait a minute, what do we just do? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool. Cause you know, so many times it's really easy. You do something like that and you're like, ah, oh, well, it's, it's good though. Fine. We'll just stay here. Yeah. But I love that you guys were like, no, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to pull out, turn around. Yeah, pivot. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive in a little bit to like what you do and talk about because I'm curious um, from a retirement standpoint, talking about 401ks, you know, maybe you could give us a little education on the different types, right? Because I know there's like yeah. Roth IRAs, SEPs, <laughs> 401ks, and like what do you do? All of those different things with with your clients, like um, yeah, give us a little yeah. rundown. Yeah, sure. So their 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 retirement plan. For small, so for small businesses, we build retirement plans. If you're a business owner, we'll find a plan for you. And it's vast. There's a lot. There's maybe eight uh, different ways to pivot, and okay. um, or more actually, if you if you split up each one. But you know, it, to choose one is the difficult part. You know, it's easy, you know, there's a lot of turnkey online stuff. You know, through payroll services and easy turnkey online. And those are they we could they they're called prototype plans. So meaning here's your plan, put your name on this line, and now it's your plan document kind of thing, and that's it. There's no customization or anything. But it really depends on the kind of company you are and what your your goals are. So we go through two questions really to get the ball rolling. It's one: what is your motivator? Uh, is it to save stockpile for retirement? Is it to save money on your taxes? Is it to recruit? and retain high quality employees, or is it yes to all of those answers? And, mm-hmm. and the answer, I mean, it's even easier if you don't have employees. So if you're a, a solo entrepreneur and you don't have employees, or maybe you have independent contractors, um, uh, or maybe it's just you and a spouse, then that's easy. That answer is you want to save for retirement and save money on taxes. We know that. Uh, the next question is how much? 
how much money do you want to save? How much do you care to put a lot in? And if you have employees, is it just a few hundred dollars a month? And sometimes it's just start with an IRA. You know, forget mm-hmm. all the business owner plan options like 401ks and simple IRAs and profit sharing. And it's just forget about that. Just do the IRA because if it's under 6,000 a year, do the IRA, do the Roth IRA. It's, it's easier. You don't have to jump through certain hoops and things like that. Mm-hmm. But once you eclipse that, then there's a lot of different options. And, and I won't go into all of them just because it's for the benefit of everyone listening and unless you <laughs> want to take a nap, but it's really, it's, you know, if you're a solo entrepreneur and you want to save more than the six, a, a solo 401k is absolutely the most beneficial. Um, there's SEP IRAs that a lot of, um, like you'll hear from a CPA or something, your accountant, like, yeah, do the SEP. It's easy. But the solo 401k, um, you can get up to $61,000 pre-tax or, or whatever contributions total. And there's a Roth option inside of the 401k in the, any 401k. Um, and you can get to that maximum faster in a solo 401k than you can in a set, just the way it's calculated. And, and really to max out $61,000 into a solo 401k, I think it's $162,000 per year is what you'd have to make to max that out. Just the way it's calculated. Hmm. A SEP, you'd have to make 244,000. So, um, because there's, there's different contribution types inside of the 4K, but now if you're, if you have employees, that's a whole different story right Mm -hmm. now. What now that first question is very, very important. What is your, what's your motivator? What's your priority? So if you have full-time W2 employees and full-time is by definition over a thousand hours per year, um, if that's the case, if your answer to number one was, I want to stockpile and save as much as I can then you want to do a safe harbor 401k. And what that does, it allows the owner of the company uh, to maximize up that, that 20,500 plus you know, profit sharing, so on and so forth, without having to worry about your employees, what they're doing. Because there's actually rules out there that you have to follow as an owner to make sure everything's fair for your employees. Meaning mm-hmm. you're not allowed to put in more than 2% over the average contribution of employees. So if you have half your employees putting money in and the other half is not, what is that average of everybody? Mm. And you can put in 2% over that. Okay. If you don't do a safe harbor, that's the rule. But if you do a safe harbor, that's all, you don't have to worry about it. So the safe harbor is absolutely the, I would say, I'd say seven out of 10 of our clients are using a safe harbor for foreign K. It's much easier turnkey. Um, there's different kinds of safe harbors. Um, so if anyone has questions, we can, we can get into that too, but, um, that is the turnkey lets everyone kind of max out and that's it. Now, if your number one priority is to, um, is to recruit and retain your employees, there's different ways to design. So you want to go with a more customized, I call it a cafeteria style plan. And that's a traditional 401k and you do have to follow those rules. But if, if you, if you don't care about how much you put into, then it doesn't matter, you know, create it. You can build it around your budget. It's called a traditional 401k. And that's, that's, those are the two most, most popular type plans. And then, I mean, if, if you're a multi-million dollar, you know, company, there's plans out there that you can save over $300,000 into your retirement plan and save six digits of taxes. Mm. So these are things that you can really manipulate and mold. Um, th- there's a lot more gray area inside of the retirement plan world than a lot of people realize. And it's, it's really just, 
yeah, doing your research, but at the same time talking to somebody to make sure that you know what you're, what you're getting into. Cause there's so much, uh, so much out there. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So when you're, when you're talking to business owners about implementing uh, a plan like this, what, what are the common like questions or objections that they have? Like, oh, I don't know if I want to want to do that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cost is always number one and how much do I need to give to my employees and so on and so forth. And at the, at the end of the day, um, when you're a business owner, everything is net. Everything is, yeah. a, is a net conversation. What's your net? So uh, you're not, what's your net profit? What's your net contribution rate? What's your net tax savings? And, um, you know, it's, as far as the match is concerned, you know, we can either mold that to however you want it, or you can do one of those turnkey safe harbor pre-approved matching investing options. And, and that is going to be basically, let's say you do a 3% match to your employees. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, that's uh, 3% of your gross payroll is what you can expect. So if you have a hundred thousand dollar payroll, then you can expect to do a $3,000 contribution or match to your employees. So that's kind of just simple math to figure that out. Gross payroll. Um, but as far as the, the cost, the actual fees and things like that of a foreign K plan, um, it's the net, what is your te- net tax savings? And if you're ever in the red, then you don't impl- you should not implement a foreign K plan at all. But if you're in black and there's a net dollar amount that you're saving, that's there's it's a it's a benefit to you as a business because the tax savings and tax credits that they have out there, uh, Uncle Sam and the IRS they want you to save for retirement. They they absolutely want you to save for retirement. There was a Secure 2.0 bill that just went out, and they absolutely want and need people to save. And so they're putting all sorts of tax credits for business owners out there. Um, up to $5,500 per year in tax credits. Nice. Um, so, so that's that's the number one. And then we I get questions a lot about kind of advanced plans. Like, can I put my my kid into my 401k plan? Mm-hmm. And in, that answer is, yeah, you absolutely. There, there is no minor, like minimum age to save into a 401k plan or an IRA. And a lot of people don't realize that. You, don't, you can be one if you want to. Now, most CPAs are going to say, let's do seven. <laughs> so if your two-year-old's doing because you know cleaning up the bathrooms or filing for you, but but seven is a good is a good age. And there, and you know one strategy that we talk about is you can pay your kid, a child, a minor, up to twelve thousand nine fifty tax free mm. per year. And and if you put part of that, let's say six thousand dollars into a four hundred one k plan. And I don't know if you've done run this, these numbers before, but if you put $6,000 into a 401k plan or an IRA or whatever it is, but let's say it's a Roth because Roth is, ends up being tax-free and you let that compound for 55 years at 10% on average, which is the S&P 500, $6,000 one time is, ends up almost being at $1.5 million. Mm, just the one year, just one, one time. $6,000 contribution, that's it. So it's it's just doing that and getting things started. And, and that's one, that's a... Very, very common question, and and then the the next question is, you know, how do I save as much as humanly possible? Which is there's so many ways to um, to build and and mold a plan based on what the business owner wants, and then and then it's this is how you do it, and this is what your employees need to get, and this is your net tax mm-hmm. savings or net contribution rate. That's that's the con- that's the conversation we have on a regular basis. Nice. Okay. Awesome. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think when it comes to 
all of these, you know, financial type decisions, especially retirement, it's so valuable to have somebody like you to, to talk these things through and like figure out what's going to work best because there are so many options and, you know, and and then, uh, you know, I was talking with another guest about this, but I'm sure you run into um, some somewhat limiting beliefs too on like old money mindsets that we picked up from other generations and like, yes. you know, or if our parents were in the great depression or whatever, yeah. that, um, that re-education process of like moving forward in the day and age that we're in now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Being liquid is really important to people and, um, you know, some of the older generations and, and, and fee compression is another conversation is I don't want to pay all these fees and so on and so forth, which is really, really important because fees can absolutely crush a balance in 20 over 20 or 30 years. So you have to be really conscious about that. And previous to that, it was less of a, a topic was fees. It was, it was, it's more of a fee conversation now, which is really important. So yeah, changing that. And, and, you know, I talked to a lot of business owners that say, I, I really just don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to because mm-hmm. of the job markets the, these days. And you're, you're in, you're in competition with your, with, you know, your competitors for business but also now, I mean, it's, you're really in competition for your, the employees too. Yeah. So coming up with some sort of benefits package of some degree um, and being unique with it. And it's, I, I mean, there's studies out there that most people these days do want benefits over pay. So there's ways to kind of have a balance there and, and have that conversation. So just looking into it, I mean, we, it, it, take, it takes sometimes 18 months to have to implement 401ks and just starting someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, is important and figuring out what is, which plan should I be looking at and then focus on that. Otherwise you're going to be spinning and spinning and spinning and never actually get to the point of starting to stockpile and start saving for the retirement because your business does have value. Hopefully we're building businesses that have a value mm-hmm. and your it can be sold, you know, and there's ways to position yourself to have a sell, to create a sellable business, but then having the diversification into retirement so you aren't focusing on this one solo company, like this one mind, like a micro stock, if you want to call it that of your own business, then mm-hmm. having it diversify outside into other, you know, retirement accounts and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So uh, where can people find out more information about you, more information on your company? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is 401k.expert. Um, it, uh, it, it takes you right to our page. There's tools on there. Um, also shared a link with you too, um, that has a lot of uh, explainer videos and quick guides on which plan works. Um, and there's a tool called the evaluator that we have right on that page too, um, that will, those two questions that we talked about earlier in the, in the podcast, uh, we go through that and you'll have an answer within 30 seconds. It'll narrow it down to two or three different plan types. And then you just kind of look through. And then if you have questions, just feel free to reach out. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll make sure I'll make sure that we post that link up in the, in the notes as well. Absolutely. Great. Okay. Two more quick questions and yeah. wrap it up. First one, what makes you feel fully alive? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, well travel and, and this whole like find uh, time and location independent, uh, is, is a big thing of mine. And then um, creating automations and, 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 um, through with business channels and marketing and things. I love mar- the marketing and, and being able to um, create stories and communicate and educate people through marketing and all that, that, that really does that. And then on the personal side, like I said, travel, traveling is something we love to do. Nice. Love it. 
Okay, great. And then uh, the last question is, what is just one piece of wisdom you'd like to leave with uh, another entrepreneur who is maybe a little bit earlier on the journey than you are? Yeah. Um, well, I, I kind of said it earlier too, is focus on your superpower, figure out what that is um, and everything else. Try to outsource that to everybody else who's good to someone who is, you know, graphic design is not my thing. So I let someone else do that. Uh, but I love communicating and getting, getting, spreading messages and, and teaching people about things. So uh, focus on, on the superpower and then everything else will fall in place. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.